from the feature staff at the Columbus Dispatch. This is Life in the 614. Hi, and welcome to Life in the 614, the official lifestyle podcast of the Features Department at the Columbus Dispatch, coming to you every week. If it sounds like fun, we'll be talking about it. I'm Ryan Smith, Features Editor at the Dispatch, and today I'm here with Joe Apgar, Chief Operating Officer of Pelotonia. That's right. That's how it's pronounced, not Pelotonia. We're going to talk about the annual cycling event represented by that ubiquitous arrow that takes over Columbus at this time of year with thousands of participants raising money for the James Cancer Hospital at Ohio State University. Since it was founded 11 years ago, the organization has raised nearly $200 million and they have big news for us today. This year, the opening ceremony will take place August 2nd and cyclists will hit the streets for rides of up to 200 miles. Woo! I'm I'm tired just saying that. Let's get to the interview. Thanks so much for joining us, Joe. We're really excited to have you on the podcast here today. Thank you. I'm honored. So I know, you know, to be in here in Columbus, you probably would have to live in a rock or in a cave to not know about Pelotonia. But for those people who may not be super familiar, why don't you tell us a little bit about what it is, how it got started, you know, where the money goes? Yeah. So Pelotonia started 11 years ago. The first ride was in 2009. And it started as a bike ride to raise money for cancer research all of the money and all the research would be done at the James, the Ohio State Cancer Hospital. And the first year, 2,265 riders showed up, didn't know what to expect, rode, had an amazing experience, and it just grew sort of in a grassroots way to be an 8,000-person ride. And we've raised almost $200 million for cancer research since that first ride. And it's really just taken the community by storm. You know, you see the green arrows everywhere, the car magnets on people's cars, yard signs everywhere. And it's we have just an amazing community of people that care about cancer research. They're honoring loved ones. They're celebrating themselves as survivors. They're really just out there to try to make the world a better place. And It's really an amazing, amazing thing to see. What's the origin of the synergy between the group and the event and research at Ohio State? Like, how did that happen? Yeah, so it was founded by a handful of people. One of them was Dr. Caligiri at the James and our board member, Cindy Hilsheimer, and a few other folks. And, you know, one of the reasons the idea came up to even start this bike ride was government funding for for cancer research had been flat to uh, starting to to decline and, you know, to continue accelerating research and money's really how you do that. You know, you need money for labs, for researchers, for clinical trials. And uh, so Ohio State, which has an amazing research facility, an amazing research hospital, was looking for a way to grow their pot of money for research. And so we started a bike ride. It was modeled after the Pan Mass Challenge, which is based up in Boston and has been around for about 40 years and has been very, very successful itself as an event. And you know, so we're we're lucky to be partnered with Ohio State. It's obviously it's, Ohio State's a big deal in Columbus. So, and one hundred percent of the money raised goes towards research. How is that possible? Yeah, so we have operational funding partners who fund the operations of Palatine. So they pay the salaries for all of the employees. They pay for the police that are out on the route. They pay for the foods and the drinks and the bands and and all that stuff that goes into the production of the event. So that all of our participants uh, can fundraise, knowing that every single dollar they raise is going directly to cancer research over at the James. And how specifically has some of that money been used in the past? Yeah, so we fund a lot of things. You know, one of our sort of key 
values and, and things we really think about with what we fund is to be new and innovative. And so one of the really big things that gets me excited is we fund a lot of really young researchers. And so these are undergraduate students, you know, starting in their freshman year all the way through graduate and doctorate and postdoctorate students. And we call them Pelotonia Fellows. And, you know, they'll get a stipend for a year or two so that they can study cancer research and pursue this idea or this dream they have of one day becoming a cancer researcher. And there's not a lot of money sort of just in the world for young folks. And what was happening was really talented young researchers were leaving the field and they were going into consulting or business or somewhere else where they could make more money because there was not enough funding to let them pursue research. So we fund those student fellowships. We fund things called idea grants, which is where teams of researchers have a really big, audacious idea. And we fund them so that they can pursue that idea. We've funded some statewide initiatives, which the first one we funded was for colon cancer. And that actually spread to more than 50 hospitals in the state as a screening test for colon cancer. And we've got a lot of really fun stuff that we're funding coming up. Why don't you talk to me? I know that you guys have a big announcement that you're going to be making today. Talk a little bit about what that is. We're excited to hear it. Yeah. So actually today we're announcing a $102 million pledge. The pledge is actually $102,265,000. It's uh, the largest pledge to the cancer program in Ohio State history. It's a five-year pledge that will create and found the Pelotonia Institute for Immuno-Oncology. Immuno-Oncology is also known as immunotherapy to a lot of people. It is sort of the next wave of cancer treatment, the next frontier of science, and you know, ultimately letting people live longer and healthier lives. And what it really does is it uses drugs to boost your immune system to attack the cancer through your own body. The side effects oftentimes are a lot less harmful. The treatment times can be, they can be shorter, and they're starting to see that life expectancies can be longer as well. And what sorts of cancer does this tend to work best with? All types of cancer. You know, right now they're, they're doing a lot of things focused on leukemia and blood cancers, lung cancer, but there really isn't a cancer that, uh, that they're not pursuing immunotherapy for. And that's a lot of money. Like you said, it's the largest pledge that's been made to the hospital so far. How have you guys gotten yourselves to a point where you can afford to make a pledge like that? Like you said earlier, you've been around for 11 years now and you've raised through those 11 years about you know, almost $200 million. So this is half of that and you're pledging it in five years. How's that happen? Yeah, the event in the community has grown to just be so strong. And you know, for us, this is really a way to, to show the community just how much impact they've made and how much impact and the potential that we can make as a community. And, you know, we've been really fortunate the last few years. We've just had amazing fundraising success. And really, since the beginning, it's the event has continued to grow and fundraising has continued to grow as well. And so we're really excited to be able to make this pledge. We feel confident that our community is going to come out year after year and support this cause. And I think it will be a really, really fun thing for the community to embrace, to feel really empowered by and inspired by seeing this institute grow. And what about Pelotonia has made this deep connection with people in Columbus, do you think? I mean, there are so many good causes out there. There are so many events, so many ways to try and make a difference in the world. And yet this one seems so pervasive in our community. 
Yeah, you know, from day one, we focused on experience. And so, you know, I think there's a lot of fundraising events. There's a lot of fundraisers. There's a lot of cycling and running events in town and just throughout the country. And, you know, our really big thing was let's have amazing bands, amazing speakers. Let's throw big parties. Let's have a lot of fun. Let's make it as easy as possible for every participant to participate. And let's have 3,000 volunteers that are out during the event and just make everything as seamless as possible for the ride the volunteers, the virtual riders. And I think that experience keeps bringing people back. And then, you know, cancer obviously touches everyone in some way. And I like to say everybody has a very sort of personal reason why they're participating in Pelotonia. And so to walk around, you know, our opening ceremony or the finish lines of the ride and see someone's mother or father who may have been treated at the James with cancer and, you know, their son or daughter's riding for them. It's just really powerful. And it's, and it's just a really cool experience that people keep coming back for. You say that everyone has a story. Would you mind sharing yours? Yeah, so I'm an 11-year testicular cancer survivor. So I had testicular cancer in 2008. You know, I'm very lucky and fortunate to, to be healthy and alive today. And, you know, so this cause is obviously very personal to me. I, I was a participant and a rider and just a, a really loud supporter of the organization long before I ever even thought about working there. And so it's just really special to me. It's also really special to my family. My sister is also a cancer survivor. She had pediatric cancer way back in the early 90s, and she is also doing really well and healthy. And so it's just for our family and for me personally, it's just such a special weekend and something I look forward to all year. What has been your experience riding in Pelotonia as a survivor, especially maybe that first time? Yeah, so you know, I signed up for 100 miles the first time I rode. I didn't own a bike. Uh, I actually borrowed <laughs> yeah. a bike from uh, a coworker, a former colleague of mine, and he was really into road biking. And so he had an extra bike and, and really taught me and a, a couple other of my friends just how to, you know, how to do certain things, how to clip into pedals, how to signal properly when there's cars, and really just how to ride. And I trained all summer. That was the summer of 2011. And I trained all summer to ride 100 miles, and it was hard. And so I think pushing yourself to a limit like that and accomplishing something that you don't think you can accomplish, 100 miles is a long way, was just really fun. And crossing the finish line, it sort of hit me that this is my weekend to celebrate survivorship. And that's what makes it really special. That's what kept me coming back year after year. Were there any other special stories that you heard out on the road as people were going that stick with you? Hundreds. You know, there's, I think a lot of people talk about, there's a gentleman who sort of towards the back half of the first day of the ride, he stands with a sign, stands under a tent all day. He's out there, you know, six, eight, 10 hours each year. And he has a sign that says, thank you for saving my wife's life. And it's, it's really, really powerful. You know, and it's, there's, What's great is that there's not just hundreds, but there's thousands of stories like that, and everybody has plenty to share and go around, and I mean, that's, that's what makes our community special. What are some of the logistics about how exactly this works? You mentioned that you did a 100-mile ride, but that's not the only one available to people. Right, yeah. So we have, uh, I think we have 15 routes this year. So you can ride anywhere from 25 to 45, 55 miles, all the way up to 100. 100 is the, the most mileage you can do in one so day. So you went all out the first time. I went all out for the first day, but there's actually uh, two-day routes. Uh, so people actually do up to 200 miles, which I've done once and. 200 miles is a long, long <laughs> way on a bike, but it's fun. And, and so there's what I love about Pelotonia is that this is not a cyclist's event. This is an everybody event. And so people of all shapes, sizes, ages, athletic abilities are out there. And 
people are really training and striving to hit 25 miles. And when they cross that finish line, it is the coolest thing to see because they might have started the year off thinking they couldn't ride a bike 25 miles and they didn't even own a bike. And to see them have that experience is really magical. And it's not just something anymore that's held to just a couple of days over the summer. Through your pull app, people can be contributing to the cause year-round, right? Yeah. Yes, you guys created that last year. Can you talk a little bit about how it works and how it's been doing, how much money it's been raising? Yeah, so we launched Poll last May, uh, May of 2018. And, you know, the idea behind Poll was we had this amazing community of people and we were, you know, interacting and engaging with them in a really powerful way once a year during the ride weekend. and But we knew all of these people were training all summer and some people training all winter, all year round. And, you know, the idea was how could we engage with these people and give them credit for all of the training they're doing? Some people are riding six, seven hundred miles a year before the ride just to train. And how can we reward those people? And so we have corporate sponsors that put up a pool, a reserve of money that you can go earn, you know, two, three cents a mile for your training throughout the summer. And that adds up to, you know, 50, 75, a hundred dollars that might contribute to your ride fundraising. And to date, we've raised over half a million dollars through poll. And I think we've logged somewhere close to 4 million miles of activity <laughs> with all of our users. And so it's it's been really cool to see and to see how often people are, are training and you know, to see users that poll was their impetus to get healthy and Pelotonia is that milestone they have in their head for something to work for. The green arrows are a ubiquitous sign of Pelotonia around Columbus. Do you have an initiative? I thought I had seen something on your website about designing your own arrows. Yes. So our campaign this year, we redesign our annual campaign and arrow every year. And this year, our campaign is what's your arrow. And so instead of us designing an arrow and giving it to the community. We asked the community to tell us their stories and design their own arrows. And we've received hundreds and hundreds of submissions and really some of the coolest designs and creative designs that you'll ever see. But what's more powerful is the stories that come along with these arrows. And they're, you know, some of my favorite arrows. There's an arrow that has fingerprints all over it and a rider had all of her close friends and family actually put their fingerprints on her arrow and to really symbolize that, you know, this affects everybody and this is her circle of people. You know, there's people have used Photoshop and done pictures of mountains and vistas and we've had some submissions that look like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches (laughs) and pizzas and we've had some 3D arrows that have been made out of beads and pencils and all, all sorts of things. And so it's been really, really cool to see and I think it's a real treat for people to see us use their arrow in marketing and we have you know signage at the airport and at Easton and you know billboards around town and obviously on our social media and, and website and for people to go you know to Easton and look up at the billboard and see that was the arrow they designed that's up there all year is really really cool. Is there anything else that people can expect that will be new this year? Yeah we've got a couple new things and surprises for people. One thing we're really excited about is uh, we're going to do a challenge on Reynolds Hill which uh, is the infamous Reynolds Road. It's part of the the tougher, more hilly route of the first day. And so we're doing a time challenge and we're going to give away some donation money to the winners. And then we're also going to just raffle and do random drawings for a bunch of people that participate as well. And we've got some amazing bands lined up this year and a really, really powerful opening ceremony where we'll be talking about our announcement and really just highlighting the amazing things that the community has accomplished in the last 11 years. And when will that be, that opening ceremony? Our opening ceremony is Friday, August 2nd, and then the ride is August 3rd and 4th, Saturday and Sunday. 
And has this event, you mentioned that you've taken it, it was inspired by a writing event elsewhere. Has what Columbus has done inspired other places that you know of? Oh, yeah. There's plenty of rides. There's rides, you know, there's rides happening in Cleveland and Cincinnati, you know, really all over the country. And, you know, it's just a, I think what people have realized is it's a really good model for not only raising money, which obviously is one of the goals, but to engage a community of people and supporters and um, to create this network of people that care so much about the same thing and, you know, let that organically grow and those connections to happen is a really powerful thing. So we've seen it in a lot of different cities. I think it's great. You know, I hope that more cities continue to, to have rides and events and runs and all sorts of things. And I just think it's a great community engagement tool. Well, and it's hard to think of a better cause to have it all tied to. Yeah. Well, Joe, thank you. Wish you all the luck in raising funds and raising friends as well as this event approaches. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you all for listening to Life in the 614. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Play Music. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, keep enjoying your own life in the 614.